It wasn't all that long ago that I was living my dream career. Uh, after 13 years, I finally became a jet pilot. I get to be in a new city every night. Uh, everything that I was doing was new and exciting. And I finally reached a point in my career where it was all worth it. Um, and then, uh, you know, in a matter of literal weeks, it turned to, oh, crap, is this something I'm going to even be able to continue to do? Uh, should I even be doing it even though I can do it? Uh, and just a whole bunch of worry and concern that I've never really experienced on this level in my entire aviation career. Uh, so today's podcast is going to talk a little bit more about the aviation climate. And most importantly, answering the question, is now a good time to be in aviation? Also, I want to take a little time to discuss some things you could be doing while you're at home in quarantine, stay-at-home orders, or just general isolation from the public. Uh, I know it's hard to stay engaged in aviation when you're not doing it actively. I, I'm totally with you on that. I've been home for about four weeks now, and it's almost difficult to even research anything aviation just because it's like rubbing salt in the wound. So totally get it. Uh, and at the end of this podcast, I'll spend a little more time discussing who I am, my experience, and uh, some services I could provide to you if you're interested. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is my CFI Guy podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Christopher Mason. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the My CFI Guy podcast. As mentioned in the intro, we're going to kind of go over some aviation news and answer one of the most important questions I've been seeing trending, uh, at least in a lot of the forums and groups that I'm a part of. Is now a good time to be in aviation, and uh, is the future going to be uh, even an option for me to be in aviation? Um, and then we'll take a little time to discuss some things that I've been doing to stay proficient as a professional pilot and some things that I think would be helpful to you no matter what stage of aviation you're in, whether you're just getting started out, in the middle of it, or uh, ready to take the next step and not sure if that's something you should be doing. Um, and if you stay tuned at the end of the podcast, I'll discuss a little bit more about myself and I can tell you a little bit more about some of the services I'd like to provide to you. So to get started, you know, kind of take a look at some modern aviation news. It's really no secret. Aviation is taking a hit like it's never seen before. And uh, my attitude, my demeanor, my uh, predictions are changing by the day, too. Uh, and that's frustrating. That's frustrating for everybody. I mean, I love this career field. I know most of you listening love this career field. And uh, it, it's a shame that it has to take a hit like this again. I started my, you know, general aviation career in 2005. So it was after 2001. 2001, you know, <clears throat> the year that, uh, you know, of course, September 11th happened. And you saw some tremendous changes, you know, the grounding of fleets. Uh, people swore at that time that, you know, just the confidence in flying was going to have a long-term impacts. And, of course, you know, now we know that that wasn't such a major impact, especially compared to what we're seeing with COVID-19. And introducing COVID-19, 2020 will probably mark one of the most significant years we've seen in aviation history. I mean, there's already news article after news article mentioning that this has been one of the largest impacts the aviation industry's seen. Airlines have never experienced this, and we're seeing tremendous changes take place just because of this one-month event that's now extending to who knows how long. And I think the biggest reason why it's like that is the uncertainty. We really don't know. Every time we make a guess, there's something that changes that guess, and we have to extend it and then there's some good news, I and mean, like, we retract it a little bit. And it's just all over the place all the time. And, and I think what the larger impact you're going to see from this is just people's trust in aviation. We had to find a way to get that trust back, 
make them feel, you know, make passengers feel comfortable with flying. And then that's when we can start to see a recovery in the aviation industry. This is going to have some long-term impacts. There's no doubt about that. And the short-term impacts are what's affecting the very decision whether you should stay in aviation or not. And that's where I get a bigger concern. You know, if you're just getting started, I think you've got time to wait this out. Uh, if you're in a position where you're considering a career change, I'd wait it. I'd wait a little bit. Just kind of see when a good time to get back into it because I, I am certain that there will be a better time. So it begs the question, is now a good time to enter aviation? Uh, it's something that probably a lot of you are asking yourselves right now. Uh, no matter what stage of your aviation career you're in, whether you're just getting started in an aviation career, or you're uh, you know halfway through it, or you're at 1,500 hours waiting for the next uh, jet job to come along and pick you up, um, you know everything's come to a halt. So to kind of further illustrate, you know my thoughts on that. I'll share a story that I've often told before. When I first flew, when I was 18 years old at a small little airport in central Kansas, I was immediately addicted. I mean, it wasn't even three months later I had a job at the airport just to be around airplanes. Uh, and, and I worked around airplanes. I, I hated to admit it how much I loved airplanes. I mean, every time I heard a buzz or something that sounded like a jet fly over, I mean, my head is in the air just looking at it. I mean, it's just something I knew. And most importantly, the brakes I've taken away from flying were tough. I mean, I always found a way to get back into flying in one way or another, uh, whether it be from flying flight simulators to just talking about airplanes to hanging out at airports and drinking coffee with anybody that would talk to me. So it's just one of those things that I think it's ingrained in your nature and it's in your soul and you can't avoid that. So if that's you, if that describes you to a T, you have no choice. I'm sorry to tell you, but you have no choice. You're going to have to keep doing this. Uh, it, it'll be, I've, I've left aviation for five years to pursue a corporate career in sales and getting into operations and a promising career at that. I mean, it was a, it was a great career. It's still one of the highest paying positions I've ever had. And I still chose to leave that to come back in aviation. So if that describes you, you, well, you might as well just find a way to make this work because you don't have a choice. You could try to leave it, but this bug will bite you, and it'll bite you, and it'll bite you, and you'll find yourself back to this one way or another. So more or less, if you're, already, if you're that person, how do I best navigate through this? I'll describe that a little bit more later. Now, if you're brand new to this, and that doesn't describe you very well, well, then I think now would be a good time to kind of do some soul searching. And what I mean by that is take this break from aviation and see how much aviation truly occupies your mind, your thoughts, and, and see how much you miss it. I mean, I know it sounds corny, but that's really a great indication uh, to you on how much you how much how much you're willing to sacrifice to continue pursuing this career field. It is a tough, tough career field at times. And I think the only thing that's got me through and brought me back to it was just that sheer, I desire to do it. I, it, was in my, it was in my blood. It's something that I almost can't even control. I just have to be around aviation and planes. And, and that's something that only having breaks away from it made me realize that that was even an effect that it had on me. Um, so that, all that being said, is now a good time to be in aviation. I mean, optimistically, I want to say by the end of the summer, we're back in business. Uh, but as time goes on and seeing some of the drastic changes we're making, it's hard for me to say that. I, I see this realistically lasting into next year. God forbid we get a second wave. You know, what's that going to look like now? So truly, this is all circumstantial. Uh, and I'd love to hear your personal story. So if you have questions, reach out to me at mycfiguy.com and, and share your stories. And I'll give you one, uh, you know, my personal advice for your personal situation. And that's really the best way to get any advice at this point anyway. Everyone's in a different story. Me, I've been doing this for 13 years. I, I'm an airline pilot now. 
I have nowhere else to go. I mean, it's just to a point where this is what I'm doing. Uh, so I'm going to have to find a way to make this work. Uh, the only point, at the, the only reason I would leave at this point is if I truly couldn't financially afford it. And, and that's a very real scenario. Uh, I've faced that scenario now twice in my aviation career where I had to leave a position I liked or a position I wanted to do because I just simply couldn't afford it. You know, I'm married with two kids and that gets tough fast. So if you're getting started in this career, I think the opportunities for you are still there. I think in a three to five year span, which is realistically, you know, if you do a part, if you're training part 61 like I did and you're doing it one on one, three to five years is pretty realistic career projection for most people's circumstances. And some even longer, some even shorter, just kind of depends. But three to five years is pretty average. And I would say, yeah, keep with it. I think I think the opportunities are still going to be there once we recover and we figure out what that recovery looks like. Flying is still going to happen. I mean, most of the flying we see is business traffic, and, and that's just not going to slow down. Yeah, you can do this virtual uh, meeting stuff, and, and that seems to be taking hold, and people are doing it. But that seems more like a necessity item rather than something they'd rather do. And it just depends on once again what, what you know what what your career industry is. I won't get too much details about that, but. I think the three to five year landscape, if you're just getting started or if you're in the middle of the flight training or in the middle of the aviation career, just stick it out. If you can afford it, stick it out. It's going to get better. And I think it's going to get to a new normal. I don't think we'll see the same normal we saw this time last year. I don't I don't think we'll see that again. Uh, I want to be optimistic, but I just don't think it's going to go back to that where everyone's flying as just a, a primary means of traveling. And how that affects the airlines going into the future, I don't know. And we'll see. I think a lot of shrinking is going to have to happen and a lot of business operations are going to have to change to accommodate that that change in travel. Once again, I hope I'm wrong about that. But that's being realistic, I think, looking into the future. Um, if you're, you know, 13 years, 10 to 20 years into your career, you're kind of like me then. I mean, what else are you going to do? Flight instruction, I think, is going to be tough uh, for the next six to eight months. I know right now most of the flight schools I can see are closed. I do see occasionally some open, but they're not busy. Not, I mean, I was when I was flight instructor, I was working seven days a week, 16-hour days, um, just to try to get you know my seven to eight hours of flight instruction in. It's gonna be tough for you for about six to eight months. I mean, if you can find something else to do, you know, whether it be line service or you know some other job, you might consider doing that. And and just until you can get back into a flight instructor capacity, because like I said, it's gonna rebound. And and people who have dedicated time, money to this, unless they truly don't feel the bug and they don't want to fly anymore. They're going to come back for flight training. If you're, you know, just finishing your commercial and you're considering whether you should get your CFI, there's a lot of jobs you can do without having a CFI. And and I, you know, I did aerial photography, I did mapping, and those jobs are still going to be in demand because that's their, you know, that's a different industry. Some other options you may have would include flying cargo. Uh, cargo operations haven't slowed down a bunch, and uh, you know they won't be impacted the same way passenger travel is going to be. I spent a lot of years also in the private aviation sector. It has slowed down as well, especially if they have international flying. But, you know, a lot of your private aviation, domestic flying, slowed down but still going. And, and those create opportunities uh, for you to still get into that, you know, outside of Part 91. And, of course, if you're young enough and you are inclined enough, the military, uh, whether it be the Army, the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, they all have some sort of aviation branch. That doesn't always have to involve flying. Uh, the All military branches have different sections of aviation that include aviation refueling, maintenance, 
electronics, avionics, you know, there's just the list goes on and on. And if you're looking for a, fun, a way to get funding to actually receive aviation training, the military is always a great choice. And, you know, that's just my personal advice. And once again, it's all very circumstantial and, and, and based on your personal situation. So I'd love to hear from you and uh, I can let you know what I think from my perspective. And that about sums it up as far as it's now a good time to enter aviation. And if you're still confused, I totally understand. We all are. that Everything's so different now than what it was a year ago. And, and they can't even begin to forecast what it would look like a year from now. I think if you're early in this career, keep going. Uh, you've got, you know, hopefully not a whole lot to lose. And this will rebound at some point. You could be on the leading edge of that next wave. The, the pilot shortage is a real thing. The data is still there and it still exists. It's just who's going to be there to fill those jobs. If you're considering a career change right now, I'd hold off on that and just kind of wait six months to a year and see where this goes. So moving into question two of this is what are some things I could be doing while I'm stuck inside? There's several resources I like to recommend to whether you're students or you just want to get recurrent or you're just bored and you want to read some aviation stuff. FAA.gov offers some awesome handbook and manuals, totally free to you. You've probably already read those if you are a professional aviator, if you've been in the aviation career. Uh, I recommend going to FAA.gov and from there go to training and then from there look up handbook and manuals. And some of the ones that I recommend right off the bat are the airplane flying handbook. If you are researching anything about instrument flying, you could always do the instrument flying handbook and the instrument procedures handbook. Uh, another good one, uh, just for advanced knowledge, is the weight and balance handbook. And, and once again, those are all PDF form available from FAA's website, totally for free. Some other options you have are joining Facebook groups. I have several on Facebook that I use, so they pop up on my news feed and I can see them and stay up to date with that. Some of my favorite ones include Bold Method, they're excellent, uh, the Aviators Lounge, and uh, Instrument Pilots. Just look up you know, Aviator Groups on Facebook and you'll find several good ones on there. Another thing you could always consider doing to stay current right now is Chairfly. I know that's probably something you've heard from your instructor before if you're in flight training and if you've never taken any flight training it's a word you're going to hear very often. What that implies is you literally sit in a chair, imagine yourself flying in a craft. If you have a POH that gives you a huge advantage, read through the checklist section and visualize the best you can every aspect of that checklist. Uh, and one thing I always request my students to do is say a checklist item and then ask themselves why. Why are we doing that and what's it going to do? If you don't know, that's fine. Ask your instructor, and that's where you can gain a lot of clarification and understanding of the aircraft very quickly. Uh, another thing you could do, if you have the ability to do so, is have an at-home fly simulator. I personally don't have one or use one, but as soon as I get the opportunity, I'm going to do so. It allows you to fly the procedures. It allows you to run through the call-outs, and if it's sophisticated enough, it even allows you to run the flows and the checks inside the cockpit of the aircraft. Those are just some great ways to stay current and proficient and allow you to be a safer, better pilot when you do get back into the cockpit. Well, that about covers what my perspective is on the aviation climate right now and some of the advice I could provide as a general blanket advice, uh, depending on where you're at in your career in aviation. 
And also, I hope some of the resources I provided to help you stay proficient at home certainly help. If you need more clarification on that, visit me at mycfiguy.com. And that's really the way this podcast is designed to work is I hear from you. I share your stories. I share your questions. And we hopefully can answer that collectively in the aviation community. I appreciate any feedback you can give me on the podcast. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for tuning in. So I want to take just a short minute to kind of discuss, you know, myself, what my CFI guy is, and a little bit more about the services I can provide to you. Everything can be found once again on mycfiguy.com or on the Facebook page, mycfiguy. Um, so, you know, I've been in aviation a long time. As I mentioned in the podcast, I've been in the professional business side of it. I've also been in the flight side of it, and I've done, you know, everything from ramp service to to just watching airplanes and, and can't wait for that next time to fly. So I think my experience is very relatable to a lot of people, and I hope to find some way to connect to you personally. I do live in the Kansas City area, so right here in the Midwest. And I don't mind traveling if that's what's going to best suit you or fit your needs. Whether it be, you know, I need to get back in aviation and buying a flight review or you're brand new to flying and you just want to have me personally teach you. That, that's definitely something I'm open to doing. Um, some things I've done also is uh, logbook review. I can upload and update your logbooks both electronically and on a paper log. And also, um, I've done you know logbook reviews for airline prep or whatever commercial job you may be looking for. Um, I've had several errors in my own logbooks, so I've had the FISDO review and provide insight on how I could better fix that. So I'll share that information with you as well. If you got an interview coming up, I don't mind reviewing your resume, cover letter, and even providing a mock interview from a professional aviation experience. I know some of the questions they're going to ask and some of the materials they're going to use, and I can help you get better prepared for that. And finally, if you're a flight school, you're considering starting a flight school and you need some sort of operations spec, a flight training manual, I do have experience writing and revising those, modifying them, uh, or even updating. Say you have one and you just need it updated. I have taught in both 141 and a Part 61 flight school. So reach out to me, mycfiguy.com. And thanks for tuning in to the first podcast. Talk to you guys soon.